It's an anniversary double feature this week. Two episodes for the price of one. And Octavia will need it as she navigates the Illustrian High Council. What's their agenda? What will our heroes be on to next? And will Octavia survive another year? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to one year of me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to Umsed. Happy birthday to us. Yay! It's been one oh, year no. since we did it. Oh, wait. We were singing different songs. <laughs> so good. What was yours? Actually, I don't know any other words besides it's been one week since it's been. But it's been one year. It's one year. One year. One year. And so this is going to be coming out January 29, which January is 29. not the exact anniversary or birthday. But pretty day, close. But pretty close. Close so. enough. Mm-hmm. So one year. It's Woo. been wild. That's gone really quickly. It's gone pretty quickly. And slow at times. Yeah. Some some of it's been slow. Yeah. But we are, we are back starting another calendar year. Mm-hmm. Starting another non-calendar year. So happy birthday, to us. Mm-hmm. Do you think we go this long? Yeah. Same. <laughs> Me too. It's been really fun, though, now transitioning back to uh, recording in person. Yeah. So that's been some good changes. I, I've been getting more comfortable recording. I, I mean, we've been doing this for a year. You better be comfortable. And I'm, Yeah, I was just saying I've gotten comfortable versus the nerves at the beginning. <laughs> so many good. nerves at the beginning. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're, all, we're all veterans now. Mm-hmm. We're not pros yet because we don't get paid for this, oh, but <laughs> we're we've put in our time. Mm-hmm. We're old crotchety porch podcasters. <laughs> get off my podcast lawn, young <laughs> whippersnappers. Maybe you are. <laughs> yep. Austin is very excited for when he physically actually becomes a crotchety old man. Darn right. Darn tootin'. <laughs> gonna complain about the kids all the time it's gonna be great so oh man but yep it's been a year here we are starting another one we'll Mm -hmm. see how long we go after this well who knows to infinity and beyond ish who knows (laughs) it's better yeah we'll see um oh man so yeah happy happy year Happy year. Happy to all of the all the people who've been sticking with us through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. People who've joined us from the beginning, people just coming on board. Yeah. So not the the people just jumping on board are probably starting from episode one. So you'll hear this in a while. That's true. I yeah. guess. Even unless you're a weirdo who jumps into a, you know, serialized podcast at episode fifty six. Yeah. It's not even like a nice weirdo round. Start at one. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Do please start at one. I mean, download this a few times and then go back and listen to one. Download everything and then re-listen. Download to everything it. multiple times and then listen to one. <laughs> you dingus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's where we are. So we're diving right into... All right, political this is, intrigue. This is really not my type of game right now. Uh, I don't know how we got to this point because I am <laughs> largely in control of how a lot of things go. Just trying to branch out and do something different, but well, political intrigue is not my strong suit. So it's not actually going to be that much political intrigue, but there is a, there is a council meeting. So we'll, we'll just... Everyone bear with me. <laughs> We'll get through it. Uh, It'll be okay. Bear with me. I hopefully I don't get I too aggressive. They'll just throw you in jail and the story will be over. <laughs> yeah. And I'll turn into a 
grasshopper or an ant. And you think elves don't have anti-magic, anti-druid things in place? They do. Or they'll just kill you. (laughs) Yeah, they could. Like, they let my sister. You are in a council meeting that has just begun. I threw a bunch of name soup at you. Last week, 15 elves and three delegates from foreign lands. The council is made up of Tillin, Fullin, Gabrora, Gemak, Markbart, Vardigan, Ekadalin, Tomarid, Nilsol, Jokmonk, Nordviken, and Fanbin. The archmage is Alfrina. The general is General Elon. Not like Elon Musk. And the foreign delegates are Bressaro Rotkin from Stagpine, Carmina Dostoy from the Displaced Dwarven Nation, and Grantsel Offensen from Malik. There is no delegate from Lake Ansel, and there is no delegate from Montignon. Mm-hmm. Or Dirkmont. The queen has just ushered in the start of this meeting. Yes. And she says, Now that the introductions have been made and we are all familiar with one another, I think the easiest place to start would be with the one whom this meeting revolves around and she gestures toward you octavia like looks behind her to see if there's no you (laughs) me pointing pointing at herself (laughs) council members and those from other lands we are here because the tide of this war may be turning It has come to our attention that this individual, Octavia Sinclair, has come into the possession of several powerful ancient artifacts that contain the souls, essences, and powers of the dragons of the sacred tribunal from before the judgment. Some of the council members are... (laughs) To begin, it would be best if you, Octavia, would address us, give us an account of your journey so far, how these items came into your possession, and the powers that you have discovered thus far. I'll cede the floor to you. And she sits. Thank you. Um, and Octavia will stand up just to make it a bit easier to address everyone. Sit down. <laughs> Get hit in the back of the knees. Um, as, as I've already introduced myself, my name's Octavia. Um. Hi, Octavia. <laughs> oh, man. Um. From a very young age, I've had a close connection to Al Absalon, and I think it's important to um, start there. I have been, you know, either blessed or cursed to be chosen by him to kind of bear a bear resemblance, not of my own kind. Um, and she kind of like gestures to. Her eyes and she gestures to her hair. Um, oh, yes, sir, sir. And, yes, sir. <laughs> and it's really there that this whole story begins. <sighs> having that having that connection and having that communication with Al Absalon. All throughout my life I've been able to communicate with him through through different means. But regardless, um, the moments that brought this story you know, brought this journey really to fruition, um, began a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> when this, this strange man that I did not know, and she gestures to Carhoon, um, stumbled into my family's shop in Lake Ansel. Uh, we were, we're, herbal, we're herbalists. Uh, we have a, I have a small shop there that, you know, making poultices, nothing, nothing too highbrow. Um, but this man came in saying that he was sent by Al Absalon to me. It, it, so- it sounds wild. It, it sounds like something that shouldn't be believed. But with my interactions with Al Absalon up to now, it, it had a ring of truth in it. I knew, I've known from when I was young, that there would, I'd be called on by one of the three. 
uh, to to do something to I don't know fulfill some great divine calling whatever call it a blessing call it a curse and I had thought that I would escape that I was you know uh, I had a life in Lake Ansel I mean sure war's been going and my family is had casualties because of it but I thought that I had escaped the calling of the divine um but i guess i hadn't needless to say um carhoon and i left lake ansel on al absalon's guidance on his direction um and we voyaged north and it was communicated to me to go to montignon and we did and there we found this. And she rests her hand on Fulmis's belt. <laughs> we also faced Crag there. And it became apparent to all of us that Craig also has something of this power. He has a weapon. He has a sword that also has a soul and an essence in it. We left Montagnon. We went east. We passed over the mountains. We faced, you know, faced things. Uh, did a journey. Went up north to the frozen tundra. To no place in particular. It's all, you know frozen wasteland up there there are no really landmarks that set one thing apart from another and there i found this and she like lifts her hand to to show the ring there is where we met tempest and her and that is where they communicated that this council was uh had heard had heard of me and and, and uh carhoon not necessarily me personally but had heard of this movement um, and we we went with them, and we uh, traveled back down along the river, and then uh, headed east, and made our way finally here. As you finish, one of the council members stands. It's a female elf, okay, with blondish hair. Mm-hmm. She stands up. She says, "That's an interesting story." I, I don't doubt its veracity. These artifacts you claim to have, I, I can see them, and there's they they look finely crafted, but she turns to the rest of the council. Are we going to take her word that these are what they think, what, what we think? Can you show us that these do indeed possess some great power? She says. Sure. Uh, if that would be necessary for for you to believe me, sure. How big is this room? Pretty big. Okay. If there is a unused area, like, is the whole room, like, taken up with this table, or? No. Okay. There's a central area that you could, there. that's empty space. Do some stuff in? Yeah. Okay. Octavia is going to walk over to a, a empty space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to be like, if everyone could kind of stand back, I want this to be purely demonstrative. And she's going to put her hand on the belt. And she is going to release a Nova. Okay. She's going to release Fulmis's Nova. Zap, zap. So she's going to radiate the lightning all around her. Um, from like for like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ooh, as you stand in the middle and just like crackle outward. You you do this, and the whole room just like flashes with thunder and lightning. Uh, everyone's eyes go wide, and they come back to to sit. And the councilwoman stands up and she says, "I think that will suffice for now. It would be helpful for us to know the full extent of these powers you have discovered." Uh, is that the only thing these can do? Uh, she places like her hands, um, like palm down on her on her heart type of thing to like show the ring, mm-hmm. uh, which I always imagine she wears like on her middle finger type of thing because it seems biggish. Sure. And she says, 
uh, this artifact too has a has a similar type effect, only with ice and with cold. Excellent. Well, I think there will be time for a more thorough discussion of of all that these powers entail. But for now, I think you have proven that yes, this is something beyond what we are familiar with. Indeed. Uh, the queen stands again. She says. Okay. And Octavia will, like, go back to the t- her seat type of thing and sit back down. She says, the main thrust of this meeting is that, Octavia, you are an individual with your own goals and hopes and ideals, but I think, I hope, you can recognize that you are a part of something greater than yourself right now. Yes. We do not want to speak for you as merely a tool, but we would like to present the state of Moir at large and hopefully convince you to aid in the ending of this war as swiftly and decisively as possible. I would not have left Lake Ansel if that was not my goal. Excellent. She nods to one of the other council members who stands up. It's a male elf with a big gray bushy mustache. <laughs> And he says, Counselor Tillum, that's his name, <laughs> the war at large. Well, bully, it's Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> He's got the little circle glasses. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing like a khaki, mm-hmm. one of those like round hats. As I, you may be vaguely aware of, a few weeks ago, the gates of Grundkov opened and the armies of the monsters marched out in all directions. A sizable contingent lies at our own gates waiting to attack. We are not sure what they are waiting for, but we must be prepared for battle at any moment. From what we have gathered from our friends, from Stagpine, he nods. Malik, he nods. This situation is now slipping into an Admiral Akbar. This situation is... <laughs> a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> this situation is found for the other major powers as well. Stagpine is in a similar situation as us, with an army surrounding it, waiting for an attack. The delegate from Malik tells us that their city is already besieged and close to falling, he nods toward the uh, dragonborn. Mm. If I'm representing your point of view accurately, you're not sure how long your countrymen can hold out. And the dragonborn nods solemnly. Okay. We have no news from Montagnon. He looks at you. Perhaps you can expand on what you saw when you were there. Sure. As well, we have reports that... The scoundrels of Dirkmont, the ruling gang there, the Gold Fangs, have cut a deal with the Dragonblood army to stay out of their way and are supplying them with arms, armor, and soldiers in some cases, and giving them another strategic waypoint in the eastern hemisphere of Moir. That is the state of our intelligence currently. What do you know of the state of Montagnon? Not that we can count on them for their help. Do you know anything of Lake Ansel? I know armies were marching south. Ah, yes, Lake Ansel. Forgive me for forgetting. We are a small city, but... We do not have up-to-date intelligence on Lake Ansel. As you can see, a delegate was not able to be reached to join us. All we know is that an army marched toward them, although they may be waiting for attack similar to us. Unfortunately, that is a blind spot. We're not sure of their state. As far as Montagnon, um, the Dragonblood army was laying siege as we left. We did not stay very long, but they had reached they had reached the walls of Montagnon, and they weren't waiting. They, they were attacking, and... Uh, they had flying beasts, they had wyverns, they were riding over the city, um, and I know that they had, uh, you know, machinations to try to attack the walls as well. Hmm. So, and, and that was, what, 
a week, couple weeks ago at this point. Um, so they have, they, I don't know if Montagnon still stands or what the status is, but that was the last that we saw of them. <clears throat> well, again, we can't count them as allies. I wouldn't be surprised if we found their kind wrapped up into the armies of these dragonbloods anyway. But regardless, it matters little for us. I am more concerned with the here and the now. Council members, I believe that our best course of action with this new power we have before us is to keep Octavia. We're going to have to come up with something cool to call you. She raises an eyebrow. <laughs> That's more me. This uh, dragon friend. No, that's not cool. This dragon friend. Dragon, dragon friend. friend. Dragon yeah, right. friend. That's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I think the best course of action would be to ensure that she stays here and helps us liberate this city. Elystria is one of the remaining powers left, and with our magical capabilities, I believe this city and its forces are the best bet this land has to overcome the powers that are encased in that mountain. I understand that proposition. Unfortunately, I cannot stay here for long, because there are other artifacts that are out there that I then need to find. Do you know where these other artifacts are? No. How are you going to find them? Same way I found these two. How did you find those two? Uh, a combination of one helping the other and a combination of direct uh, communication from one of the three. Well, from what it sounds like, no one has communicated with you yet. And I think until you know where you're going, it seems irresponsible to just let that power go to waste, wandering around looking for something when it could be anywhere. Well, I don't think it could be anywhere. Con but continent is finite. My point is... Until you have a better idea of where to go, why not put the power you have now to use to do some real good? Surely you've seen what's out there. We have seen what's out there, and, and I don't deny that that your argument is, seems logical. Um, unfortunately, a way to find uh, these artifacts is also proximity, and staying in one place will not be helpful for finding them. Oh, with that, the delegate from Stagpine raises a hand and the queen nods says, Brissaro Rotkin, pleased to meet you. As a delegate from Stagpine, yes, the, the state of things is dire. I am pleased to see these developments that we have perhaps a secret weapon in this war. Uh, I must disagree with uh, council member Tillum here. I think that no offense, he turns to you, no offense, but is one person, regardless how powerful, really going to turn the tide in a single battle? I think what people need right now is something to rally behind, something to, to hope for. It might be better put to use to allow Octavia to make her way across this continent, to appear before the downtrodden peoples of this land to inspire them to fight, and if it uh, helps her locate the next item she's looking for, well, all the better. And some of the council members are like, eh, it makes sense, eh, that's not a bad idea. And Tillum's just like, hmm. <laughs> Do you have a response? Um, oof. You want a Captain America me out? <laughs> I mean, Octavia's like, I, I don't know if broadcasting my location it would always be the best um, best idea. We are 100% sure that Craig wants these artifacts as well. Uh, he tried to take, when we had a, had a um, fracas in Montignon, he tried to take the belt from me and, uh, you know, I got, I got away with my life and with the belt purely by the skin of my teeth. And unfortunately, I don't know if broadcasting that I'll be somewhere at a certain time would be beneficial to um, really anything because he could just fly over on his wyvern and I know that I'm powerful but I also know that he is p very powerful as well. As you say that uh, 
Carmina, the dwarf, stands up and the council recognizes her. She says, Carmina Rostoy, she makes good point, yes? This crag is the head of the snake. Why are we piddling around fighting armies against armies? You said one person, no matter how powerful, won't turn the tide against an entire army. This accent's going weird places. <laughs> just keep at it. Just dig deep. You got but this. What about one person versus one person? I think that the best course is to send this little lady, this little woman, directly into the lion's den to find Craig and kill him. If Craig has this power and she has two of these powers, she will win, no? With the head cut off, the body dies. I am tired of living with these elves, although we appreciate your hospitality. The fastest way to win this war is to assassinate the leader and dissolve the forces from the inside out. She sits down. Other people are like, oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Everyone's so amenable to everyone else's idea. Well, some, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the people who have spoken are like, eh, no, mm-hmm. my idea is better. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously some of the council members are taking sides, but I'm not going to. Go through all 15 I'm not going to go through all 15 yeah, no, people no. here. Octavia is like, I don't, uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't, d- you know, deny that I have two artifacts and Craig has one, um, uh, but that's not all there is to it necessarily. Craig has had his, um, his artifact for, we're not sure how long. And as time goes, so does the bond grow. Um, and so there's no really way to say whether or not it's a one-to-one, um, you know, in fisticuffs, whether it would be a one-to-one or whether it would tip more in my favor or more in his favor. In addition, I should have let you all know um, that on our way into on our way into um, Illustria, I was able to scout out one of the outposts of um, the Dragonblood clan. Um, and I saw set up there a shrine. And the shrine had uh, two facets. One facet was to the red dragon Ignorox. And the other was to Zardaven. I don't think that eliminating Crag will purely eliminate the threat. Tell him, Stanskin. Uh, we've heard rumblings of demonic and infernal influences in this army. It wouldn't... I wouldn't put it past them. But right now we can fight the threat we can see. And that threat is Craig and his army. Although I think the army needs to go first. He looks at Carmina, who just kind of harumphs. <laughs> Standing after that, the uh, the dragonborn, who is a blue dragonborn, okay. stands up. The queen nods. He begins to speak. Grantel Athenson of Malik, you've all talked about the dire situations that it is out there. But the army outside your city isn't besieging you yet. Malik is on the verge of collapse. If there's anywhere that needs immediate intervention, it is there. The force outside is perhaps not as large as here or at Stagpine as our city is. Small. But if Malik falls, these monsters will hold most of the east to Lystria. You will not be far behind. I think... We can combine the strategies. The army outside of our city we've gathered is led by a, a general, a powerful general. And if found and taken out, that could put an end to it. We don't have the army to fight them directly. So, that's all I have to say. And he sits back down. I think that's a fair point. I don't think that staying here in Elystria is the best course of action for me. Uh, I would think potentially traveling with you, Ambassador, and going back to Malik, that's an area of the country I have not explored um, and where an artifact hasn't yet been found. So if we can kind of combine the search with 
going to Malik and trying to head that off, that would seem to kind of get a couple birds at the same time. Tillam stands again and says, yes, but look, if we can liberate our borders here, the Illustrian army can march down to Malik and wipe them out in the course of a day. Help us, and we can help them. And Crancel stands back up and says, not if the city has fallen by that point. And there's some whispered arguments. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that I'll be the one to completely tilt the tide of the army that's parked outside your door, Counselor, here in Illustria. If your army is so great, why have you not yet fallen on them? Are you insulting the armed forces of Illustria? No. Just potentially questioning whether you think that just one person, me, would be such a big difference. I think some of what our friend Brasaro here is true. The people fighting against these monsters have been fighting for over a decade. They need something to rally behind, and while I don't think you should be trotted all over this this continent, I think having someone there to inspire and make them fight harder and know that they're fighting for something and not just a futile battle would go a long way. I could see that, but I also see the danger of Malik falling. If Malik falls, that's the entire southeast. That's most of this side of the continent. They would be not just parked on your doorstep then. They would be living right there. They'd have access to all of the resources that Malik has, and then they would be right there next to Dirkmont. So talk about easy trading with that city. I don't think it would necessarily be a bad idea to... Folk stories are a thing for a reason. You can tell people about me without necessarily saying where I am um, or things like that. Uh, but I don't think I can stay here. Tillum uh, harumphs and sits back down. And then another council member stands up and an older, visibly older elven woman. Mm-hmm. Faint wrinkles on her face, silver hair. She stands. Counselor Fanbin? She nods. There is an alternative here that maybe we should discuss. I think we shouldn't underestimate the uh, support of Dirkmont to these creatures. There is, let's just say, their power structure is fickle. If we could undermine that structure, perhaps implant someone of our own in their system, or simply kill the baron or baroness of these gold fangs. We could cut off a valuable supply line and strategic checkpoint that these monsters currently have, and that would give us a foothold here outside of Elystria to help the good people of Malik. Just my two cents. She sits back down. Hmm. Do you know if the Baron or Baroness would... I mean, from my... I, I've never been to Dirkmont, but from everything that I know, it's shadow operations. So there would be no standing on their doorstep and challenging them to a face-to-face combat. Is that right? Hmm. They probably wouldn't accept it, even if you offered. No, it would be a bit trickier business than that. So it would be a it would be subterfuge, right? Subterfuge and assassination. Okay. And do we have do we have any constant updates from Malik as to how how the walls stand, how how the armies are? Grantel says, "I'm I bring the latest news. I don't have a direct line of communication with them, so even now." Things are looking dire. The longer we wait, the more likely it is that the monsters will win. I appreciate the idea of cutting off the supplies from Dirkmont, and I think that is definitely something that should be done. Whether or not it's something that I should undertake, that could 
be up for discussion. Um, it does seem to be that the most pressing thing would be aid to Malik. Because again, if Malik falls, having Dirkmont would mean nothing. If Malik falls, you know, again, Elistria's borders are just right there. After you say that, another different elven council member stands, and it's a notably younger oh, okay. one. Doesn't look too much older than Wilton. Huh, okay. It is council member Nordviken. And as he stands up, uh, he's got like longish black hair. And you look and the eyes are just like there's, it's just whites. Oh, it's interesting. kind of spooky looking. It's like that clan from Naruto. I didn't watch Naruto. <laughs> he stands and says, you have these ancient souls with you. I can feel them. I've felt the draw of something similar. Where? I don't know yet. He just sits back down. <laughs> Carhoon looks at you like... Would you be willing to come with us? After he sat down, he's just sort of like in his own little world now and doesn't respond to the question. And the queen stands and she says, Don't mind Nordviken. He's not trying to be rude. He sees things. He has been gifted with... A vision through the fabric of the plains. I'm sure when he has something else to say to you, he will say it, but no sooner. Do you think he would be willing to come with us? I don't think we would be willing to let him go. Okay. Because if he, if he can sense the presence of these artifacts, that would be so valuable. Tillam says, see, you should stay here. Fight with us. And then when Nordviken comes up with the answer, you can have that and go off wherever you need to go. Well, if... Uh, for my... <laughs> well, as we don't know how long that would take, unfortunately, again, the pressing issue does seem to be the army that is currently besieging Malik. And then, of course, there is Montignon. I mean, the city is is currently under attack and if once it falls if it falls uh again they will have another foot full foot hold so i think making sure that malik also doesn't fall is should be the prime directive the queen stands looks to the other council members and says does anyone have anything to add she looks left she looks right no one says anything else is there anything else you would like to address? She looks at you. I don't think so. Well, I think we all have a lot to think about right now. And while time is of the essence, I don't think we should rush to any hasty decisions just now. Agreed. We will temporarily adjourn and meet again tomorrow morning, if this is agreeable. This would be agreeable. Excellent. She grabs a gavel that magically appears in her hand. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. I will see you all soon. Bang. She hits it on the counter and everyone starts uh, pushing out their chairs. Some of them go into corners to talk amongst each other and things like that. Okay. And Carmen's like, you did good. Thanks. I was... Uh. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. And they all have... I mean, they all have good points. I mean, there are... You know staying here and making sure that Elystria is protected is a is a good call but I mean I, th I do think though that if Malik falls that will be worse than a lot of things <sighs> and I mean again I don't think we should just stay here because I mean Carassus was very clear that my goal that my, my task is to find these artifacts and so I can't just stay here unless one is here it's true um, and I guess we don't know for sure one isn't, but I'll That's check. Also true. You know, I'll check in with Fulamis and um, Jasulka. They've they've not said anything about one being close or anything. Um, so I I, th I think I mean we need to probably travel around to find the other ones, and we might as well go south. If we find one along the way to Malik, great. If we don't, we help Malik not fall. Great. I, I don't know. 
Well, we can think about it. Like, how much time has elapsed? Like, how long was this conference? Um, I mean, in real time, it's been like 40-ish minutes. So, maybe, let's just say a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Hour or so. Probably longer, some more introduction Yeah. Blah, blah, blah type of thing. Okay. Yeah, a couple hours, it's probably like it's still noonish. still morning or... We'll say or it's noonish. Noon. Okay. So, yeah, Carhoon stands up and he says, well, I, I think... He nods over to the door, and you see Wilton standing there, and he says, they might have some more stuff planned for us. So, let's, uh, let's think. And then, uh, the queen walks up to you. Oh, okay. Flanked by two clankety guards. Mm-hmm. She says, I appreciate your insight and your cooperation. I know that's a lot to be thrown at you. I think about it. Nods. Think about what we've said very carefully. This decision that you make is very could direct this war in in very short order. We'll be having a meal tonight. I think you should join us. We we can do that. Excellent, Wilton. We'll give you the details. Please make yourselves comfortable. Give it some serious thought. I will see you tonight. And then she nods and strolls off. Sounds good. What was the council member's name who was the seer again? Nordviken, who immediately, like, after the gavel was hit, just stood up and left. Do you think that... And then, um, turning to Carhoon, um, she'll be like, do you think that it would behoove us to go talk to Nordviken again? I don't know. That kid kind of creeps me out. Oh, well... I mean, you could try, but I don't know if he's going to be interested in talking back. Kind of shut down there. Well, maybe... I don't know. I I, I kind of want to try. Well, there will also be a meal tonight you could probably talk to him at. Well, do you think that being around so many people would, would you know... Do you think it'd be easier to talk with him when it's maybe more one-on-one? I think it's going to be more like a gala dinner party type thing. Yeah. Not like everybody sitting at a table. Right, but still there's gonna, there would be like a lot of people around and stuff. Yeah, but you can find private corners. Oh, okay. I'm saying you can go talk to him, but I'm, but gonna, I'm giving you an opportunity okay. to talk to whoever you want to later okay. on. Okay, okay. Okay. Meta game-wise. Okay. Okay, that's true. So what do you want to do now? Do you want to go discuss stuff back upstairs, or do you want to... Lunch or Well, some lunch would be appreciated. Yeah. And Wilton standing at the door like waving. Like, hey, hey. <laughs> Alright, let's let's do that. It'd be a good good way to kinda of let some stuff let both food and information digest and then we can kind of go over things in more detail then. Uh you go over to Wilton. Mm-hmm. He says, Hello. Hello. I can take you to food if you'd like, and then on behalf of the Illustrian people, we have some gifts for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks. You are welcome. But first, food. Oh, all right. Do, 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 do. Sounds good. He runs off. <laughs> Same priorities as one of. <laughs> he takes you out of the. Well. I guess he says you can ha- eat here, or we can go out into the city and find something. I know all the best restaurants Car- on the house, of course. Carhoon, which would you be more comfortable? I don't with? care. I'm just hungry. I wouldn't mind going going out to the city if that's okay. Huzzah! Follow me. <laughs> Wilton runs away. <laughs> They're like, wait, wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, he leads you through these winding streets, and again, you see generally happy people wandering mm-hmm. past you on either side uh just elves looking like they haven't to care in the world mm-hmm. and again you you ever since you've stepped through the gates you just feel nice you feel calm you feel maybe not like 100% calm but calmer than you feel like you should given the situations mm-hmm. but just everything is a bit more pleasant in here as they're going Octavia will be like Wilton what when we step through the gates we, we, we felt a, a kind of sense of calm come over us that didn't feel natural. Do you have any idea of what that is? Ah. Yes. So you noticed that, huh? Well, a little while after the war started, 
guess the, the people in charge decided that, you know, stuff wasn't going to get any easier for a while, but they didn't want to lose the people, you know? Stuff, stuff is not great in wartime, so they had some of their, their best wizards put basically a mass uh, enchantment over the whole city that just makes everything feel a little nicer. I like it. Have you been outside the city? Nope. Feels good in here. Hmm. Is there? Are there any other enchantments, mass enchantments that are all over the city? If there are, I don't know about them. Oh, look, we're here. <laughs> okay. He leads you into a nice place called the Sapphire Shield. Ooh. Has another conversation with the Metri. <laughs> Identical to the one. <laughs> They're just all the same. Yeah. And then sees you to a table and says, I'll be outside when you're done. Do you and, do you want to join us? Do you Have you had lunch? Oh, I have a per diem. I'll go eat at the McDonald's. I'm good. Well, I'm sure if they're covering I figured us. you two would have things to talk about that you maybe didn't want me listening in on, but I'm happy to join you. Well, I don't, I just don't want to have you be standing outside by yourself all Oh, I'm evening. fine. I just, I, I'm good at it. Okay, well, as long as as long as you're okay. Don't worry about me. Okay. Well, I'll fine. be back. Okay, 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 bye. He heads out. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and you can, I mean, we don't have to go into the lunch unless you have things you'd like to particularly talk about or eat. I would like to eat pasta. Pasta, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's an Italian restaurant. Ricotta cheesecake. Okay. And a uh, portobello mushroom steak. Karun looks at you and says, "That's an insult to steak, you know." It's, it's really very good. It's not trying to be steak per se. It's it's. And why is it called a portobello mushroom steak? Well, because, why not just call it a portobello mushroom? Okay. It's because it looks like a steak and it's savory. Like I'll a have steak. the steak, please. Put a mushroom on it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about anything, or do you just enjoy the meal and chew on your thoughts? I think Octavia wants to think about some stuff first. Okay. Because um, they still have the whole afternoon to kind of talk, and, and she feels a little bit uncomfortable also talking about stuff It's just in a public restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll, you know, not take too, too, too long. You know, not dine and dash, but not just, like, sit there for hours. You know, have a, have a, ni- a pleasant but brisk lunch. And then head back to back to the castle. Oh, okay. So you do that. You have a pleasant, brisk lunch. Mm-hmm. As you finish, Wilton is waiting outside for you. Sounds good. Was the meal to your liking? It was delicious. Excellent. Are you ready for your gifts? Sure, of course, even though, I mean, that's totally unnecessary. Follow me. It's not unnecessary. <laughs> And Octavia will kind of raise her eyebrows and look at Carhoon and follow. Uh, so he leads you back towards the palace, actually. Okay. On the bottomish floor, through the Great Hall, and off down some more twisting and turning passageways, and comes into a room or an, an area that generally looks sort of like uh, guard houses and armory mm. and things like that, and takes you into a particular room, and there's a table on it, and there are two large like wooden boxes that one's for you he looks at you and Mm -hmm. says carhoon that one is for you enjoy okay okay again this is on behalf of the illustrian people and the government of illustria queen bathine and the council members want to want you to enjoy your stay and uh be prepared for the challenges that lie ahead of you okay thank you so much I'll be waiting outside. Okay. He steps outside. Sounds good. And Octavia will kind of, not trepidatiously, but kind of like, mm, walk over to her box. Okay. It's a finely carved, very nice, like, wooden box. How big is it? It's pretty big. It's like a chest more than a box. And it's on on this table. Yeah, it's a short table. Okay. Do we want to open them together on three? Sure. Okay. One. Two, three. It's a mimic. No. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the that chest. That would have been perfect. That would have been good. 
if they were trying to kill you. Yeah. The chest's open. Okay. Inside yours, you see amidst uh, some very nice cloth that is like cushioning them, you see a set of bracers. Okay. You see a very nice elven longbow. Oh. You see a nice set of boots and a, a breastplate made of some sort of very hard wood. Oh. Okay. They've all got little tags on them that tell you what they are. Oh, sweet. Little placards. Yeah. The bracers are bracers of archery. Ooh. Which, if you didn't know, give you proficiency in a longbow and a shortbow. Okay. And I think they give you a plus two to damage with those weapons. Okay. The longbow is a plus one elven longbow. Jeez. Mm -hmm. How tall are longbows? Or like, how long are they? Long. Like they're like quite long. Like they'd be quite tall. Most of the body. Yeah. The boots are appropriately enough boots of elven kind. Huh. Okay. While you wear them, your steps make no sound regardless of the surface you are moving across. You have advantage on dexterity stealth checks that rely on moving silently. Ooh. Okay. That would definitely be helpful. And the breastplate is an ironwood breastplate. Mm. It's effectively a breastplate, but it's not metal. Okay. So you have your cold one, but now you have another one that's made out of wood. Okay. Okay. Carhoon, in his box, yeah. there is a plus one elven great axe. Ooh. A set of mithril, half plate, <gasps> and a cloak of elven kind. Ooh. The mithril just means there's no disadvantage on stealth checks while wearing it. Oh, okay. And the cloak of elven kind effectively does the same thing as the boots. As I boots. think that I think people have disadvantage on perception checks to see you or something. Oh, okay, cool. And mithril half plate, you said. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And inside, like lying on top of all of those, there's a little note on top of your stuff that just says, "We trust that you'll make the right decision." Great. 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 great Gotta butter you up a little bit. Uh, love cancelmentum. <laughs> okay, um, Octavia's gonna look at all these things and kind of then look over to Carcoon and be like, what'd you get? He says what he got. <laughs> Takes a few swings with the axe. Ooh, ooh, ah, feels good. Okay, and she'll take a look at the longbow and kind of like feel feel the wood of the of the bow part and like feel, feel the string. Mm-hmm. Um... And be like, okay, well, should we take these things upstairs? Should we take them in these chests? I guess and they're ours. I feel a little uncomfortable taking these. You don't want to take them? No, I mean, I, I guess we should kind of get any advantage we can, but I don't know. I don't know. It feels a little, you know, like they are trying to persuade us to stay or... Yeah, probably. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's take them upstairs and let's then we take can, them up we can and we'll make see. our yeah. decisions. Then, sure, yeah. sure, sure. So they, I guess, gather them up in their arms, or uh, as you're starting to leave, Wilton's got like four beefy elves out there. Oh, and he'll to just carry them. to carry them upstairs. Okay, and so Octavia, I'll look at Wilton and be like, "Thank you so much for for the gifts." We Don't thank them. me. Thank the uh, the queen and the council. Okay. Well, I will impart my thanks to them then. Great. All right. Do you mind uh, showing us back where of course, our of uh, rooms are? He leads you back to the rooms. The chests are deposited there. And then uh, he says, well, you've got some time. I hear you have a dinner engagement tonight. Do. Um, I can take you places if you'd like, or you're free to explore the city and enjoy, again, the hospitality we have to offer. But it's really up to you. Thank you so much. I, th- I think now we'll kind of uh, digest our lunches, digest some info, um, and we'll ring the bell if we need you. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much, Wilton. We'll talk to you later. You're welcome. He runs off. Okay. <laughs> Just runs everywhere. Yeah, he runs everywhere. <laughs> With his bowl cut. <laughs> That's not canon. He doesn't have a bowl cut. <laughs> yes, he does. Nope. Yes, he does. Nope. <laughs> Fanner of bowl cut, Wilton. <laughs> oh, man. So okay. what do you do? So, um, Octavia just wants to debrief with Carhoon now. Okay. Um, 
and she'll be like, "I know we have, so I know we have the opportunity to talk more to people one on one tonight." Um, so that'll be good to try to talk to um, Nordviken because mm-hmm. I do want to try to talk to him more. I still, th- I still think that we should head to Malik. If we sense an artifact along the way, great. If we don't, we can help Malik. Hopefully, not fall. And then, I guess, try to figure out what direction to go from there. That sounds like a solid course of action. I think they'll be disappointed that we're not staying, but they can't really do anything about that. I mean, they probably can, but... I mean... I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm fine with that course of action, if that's what you think is the best. I can't deny that, you know... Even though this isn't my most recent home. Some might say I abandoned this place once. I don't necessarily want to do it again. But if going to Malik is going to end this war the soonest, I guess that's the best for everyone. Yeah, I I wouldn't want you to feel like you're abandoning Alistria. I mean, my only concern is that time is of the essence. and, And we don't know when... I mean, how long routing those forces? I mean, that could take weeks. Um, whereas Malik would most likely fall in that time. If the delegate from Malik is not exaggerating their situation, which we have no reason to believe he is. True. I think that, I mean, the the arms and the forces... Being siphoned out of Dirkmon is also really concerning. Um, but again, thinking of time, I don't know how long a, you know, a, a campaign of espionage in Malik, uh, sorry, I don't know how long a campaign of espionage in Dirkmon would take, you know, and getting to getting to the leader of the Gold Fangs. I mean, Again, if, if time is of the essence, uh, I have hesitance un- undertaking one of these long-term, in-one-place type of things. I wish we just had some sort of lead as to, you know, where another artifact was. North, south, e- like, literally just a, even a direction would be very helpful because I feel like that would, you know, if we had a ticker that it was south, we'd go south. It just literally anyone, anything. I mean, east, it'd be in the ocean, but hey... I can swim now. <laughs> so that's why ugh, I really hope that we can get some more information out of uh, Nordvarkin uh, tonight. Nordviken. I really hope we can get some more information out of Nordviken tonight. <laughs> but I don't think decisions should be made this afternoon, right? I mean, I feel like we should talk to more people tonight sure. before we decide. That's fine by me. I mean, I know where I'm leaning, but... yeah. We can maybe see, talk to the delegate from Malik, find out more about exactly what is going on there, even find out more about Dirkmont to see if maybe cutting off those supplies would actually be uh, the best first course of action. Sure. That sounds fine to me. Well, what are you going to do until this party tonight? Well, I mean, I don't really want to stay cooped up in here. Do you want to go... Out and about? Do you want to go... I mean, we have all these... We have all of Jusuka's books. Do you want to look over them? Oh, that's do you not a bad to, idea. Do you want to donate them to somewhere? Uh, maybe not just yet. Okay. I could take a look at them, see if I can keep them in decent shape. Don't feel like you need to wait up for me. You're okay. free to go explore. Just don't get lost. No, I, I won't. I'm sh- I'll take this bell with me, and I'm sure I could... Be 500 miles away and ring it. And That's true. Winston would still come over. Yeah. Milton. Uh, okay, well, um, she'll hand him the uh, bag of holding. Sounds then, good. And um, be like, yeah, they should They should still be a good. I, I did some inventory last night, and they seemed, I don't think they took any damage since we tossed them in there. All right, well, yeah, I think, I think I'll go wander a little bit and uh, uh, just kind of... Digest and see if I can clear my head and see if I'm hit by any re- revelation. 